Hello and welcome to this vidcast which is devoted to Beyond Meat, a firm we have already studied under the financial and competition perspectives in May 2021. What had been then the conclusions drawn from the analysis? The first comment we made was, is it a niche or is it a business? Are revenues about $400 million or is it about $4 billion? Which kind of technology is going to be the winning technology? Which company is going to be the winner in this business segment? Of course, there is a long-term trend, which is supported, by the way, by plenty of different factors. As far as portfolio management is concerned, there are very prestigious investors who are investing in the equity of Beyond Meat. Temasek, the sovereign wealth funds from Singapore. Bill Gates, individually. Richard Branson, individually. Of course, if you want to win, you need a strong brand. You need high quality about product, about service, about quality of execution, agility. And you obviously need to be cost competitive. Competitive analysis, by the way, using the Porter's model, was mobilized at the end of the video to try to find out where the competition was coming from. Since then, what has happened to the stock price? After the IPO of the company, after the listing of the company, there was some enthusiasm bringing the stock price up to $200 per share. Then a kind of disappointment down to 100, an increase again, and the stock price was stabilizing around 150 US dollars per share. But it was in May 2021, starting in July, there is a very significant drop in the stock price, which is today a little bit more than 23 dollars per share. Of course, compared to what the investors paid when the company was not yet listed, which is for the last fundraising, about 10 plus dollars per share, that's still okay. But the listing itself was a great success and the disappointment today is as great as the enthusiasm. You remember that value is about growth, boosting performance, growth and performance to create value. What about growth in sales? If you look at the annual sales, you can observe that there was an exponential growth in the sales annually calculated from almost zero to $300 million in 2019. But then we observe a kind of decreasing growth rate as if the company was getting to some kind of maturity. But that's about the annual sales. It's much more interesting to deep dive into the quarterly sales. And then the situation which you can observe is dramatic because last year we observed a stabilization. We are at maturity. Even we can observe, if you look at the trailing average, which is the last 12 months, the last four quarters, you have the very beginning of a slowing down in sales, a decrease in sales. Now, sales is top line. What about the cost? The first cost which we deduct from sales is the cost of goods sold to calculate the gross margin. Historically, cost of goods sold represent about an average of 70% to sales. Then the gross margin is about 30%. With this 30%, you can pay your indirect cost and your investment in research and development. But unfortunately, the last four quarters 
show a steady and significant increase in the cost of goods sold, which today exceeds 100% of revenue. So you understand that the gross margin is negative. As a consequence, what happens to the indirect costs? Oh, in such a case, you reduce research and development, but not too much. Otherwise, if you stop innovating, you kill the company quite quickly. But you try to reduce the SDNA. And what we observed during the last year is that there was an increase in the SDNA, except the last quarter. You can conclude that the cost of goods all increases because of the inflation in the cost of the raw materials. But why is the company increasing the SGNA as a percentage to sales when there are some difficulties in the growth margin and in the revenue growth? We'll discuss that later. Of course, in the meantime, you reduce the cash out which is generated by capital expenditures. There is no need to increase the capacity, and capacity is progressively replaced by maintenance and productivity capex. Another consequence on that, on a simplified version of the free cash flow, EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA minus capital expenditures, is quite simple. The EBITDA was a little bit positive, then around zero, break even. Then, as a consequence, the company cash was used in order to finance the capital expenditures. But if you look at the last four quarters, EBITDA is collapsing and the free cash flow is dramatically negative, which is really a question for the company. If we look at what the company is communicating on its P&L, it's very interesting to observe that the company is investing a lot in the total distribution points. So the points of sales where Beyond Meat products are sold. First quarter 2021, 118,000 distribution points. By 60% plus, in the second quarter 2022, the number of distribution points reaches 183,000. Then you understand why the SGNA is up as a percentage to sales and revenues. It's because the company is very much investing in the commercial activity in the development of its distribution. The impact is quite successful in terms of volume. There is a growth in volume. If you look at the volume of products sold, there is an increase of almost 15% second quarter 2022, as opposed to second quarter 2021. And if you look at the first semester, the increase is not 15, it's almost 14%. So it's quite successful in terms of volume, but not in terms of value. We are going to discuss that in a minute. There's quite some relevant information provided by the Good Food Institute, which observes the market of plant-based food. If you look at the United States in 2021, the market is $7.4 billion, 6% annual growth, but 54% three-year dollar growth. So you understand that there was a very significant increase. It's still growing, but at a lower rate. Same observation for plant-based meat, the business of Beyond Meat. The US market in 2021, is $1.4 billion. So you understand that Beyond Meat is quite significant in this market. The three-year dollar growth is 74%, so huge growth. But 2021, as opposed to 2020, absolutely no dollar growth. Dollar is value, is not volume. 
If you deep dive into the year-after-year year evolution of the market, 2018 to 2019, plus 19%, 2019 to 2020, plus 46%, but 2020 to 2021, absolutely flat. Now, if you understand that the dollar value of the market is a combination of volume and price, and volume is up, then mechanically price is down. There is a deflation in the selling price of all these products on the US market. This is why even though the volume is up, the revenues are absolutely flat. It's due to a reduction in the selling price. Now, the Good Food Institute, probably to please potential investors, makes a forecast which says, oh, basically the evolution of the meat business is going to be quite the same as the evolution of the milk business. And then they say, as the share of retail milk is today 16%, and as it is 1.4% for meat, and as meat is evolving with the same path as milk, which is not demonstrated, the 1.4% for meat is going to be replaced by 16% to reach the same market share as milk, and it represents a $16 billion opportunity in terms of growth in revenues, which is absolutely not scientific rationality. Now let's go back to competition and the impact on EBITDA. In May 2021, I had identified Tyson Foods as a potential entrant. The sales of this company, the revenues are $50 billion. This is 100 times beyond me. So this is a very strong and very powerful competitor. And the company is launching a competing product with its absolutely fantastic distribution network. Impossible Food, which looks very much like Beyond Food, starts a price war to gain some market share. So you understand that Beyond Meat has to fight against this competition. You have to produce more in order to keep your market share. In the meantime, you have to reduce your selling prices. The raw material costs are increasing. You are investing in SG&A to get more distribution points. The consequence is EBITDA is collapsing. The collapse of the EBITDA might be considered as an investment for the future. But then you anticipate that in the future there will be some growth in the revenue so that you can generate economies of scale and get back to break even. But you understand that the analysis of this competition brings quite a lot of uncertainty in the growth perspectives. Consequence on the stock price, a violent attack. In October 2021 starts a process which is very significant short selling. You remember a few months before, before summer, in May, the stock price is 150. Summer goes down 100 dollars. Jim Channels is leading the battle, is a very well-known short seller. In January 2022, the short selling position represents 42% of the total number of shares outstanding, which is absolutely huge. It's the largest short selling position on the market. And the stock price has collapsed from $100 to $65. At the same time, the company is providing some good news on a marketing and commercial point of view. 
Kentucky Fried Chicken is launching a plant-based chicken based on Beyond Meat product. What is the consequence of the stock price? It's immediately up by 15%. In the meantime, the market is flat. It looks like good news. But plus 15% just brings you back to the stock price December the 30th. And then after, the stock price will be again down today. $23 per share. And the short selling position still represents 35% of the total number of shares outstanding, which means that the short sellers are still anticipating that there will be a drop in the stock price, which is absolutely terrible for the company and for its investors. There are a few conclusions we can draw from observing the evolution of Beyond Meat. The one which I would like to propose you is the following. We are observing a societal trend. This is a very strong trend. There is no doubt about that. But it's not the promise of a financial value creation. Even though we are observing a company which is a pioneer in the business, and even though we are absolutely convinced that the personal value of the founder of the main person inside the company are absolutely consistent with the business model of the company. Even though these are absolutely great characteristics of the company by itself, it's not the reason why the company is going to create some financial value. 